For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2, 19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. Since we began in 2017, Home Instead supported and encouraged us. We are so proud to be associated with Home Instead, a trusted, positive small business partner. Now, because I have such great news, in 2021, we had over 7 million downloads. So, now we get to expand our sponsorship. So, Let us know if you want to join us in catapulting positive, heroic messages into our culture. And I just want to welcome everybody who's listening in. We are in for such a treat today. I cannot wait to tell you about the week I've had. Now, so Michelle, okay, I'm going to say it the right way, Lazuric. Michelle Lazuric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks so much. The next thing I want to do is tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle Lazuric is a multi-genre, award-winning author, a writing coach, and literary agent. Do you? Um, and I can't wait to tell you one thing that I found that I thought was so funny. Her favorite. This is not on her website. Her favorite hobby is collecting '80s records and '80s toys from when she was a kid. She tells me that she had. She may or may not have over 700 records. So she won't confirm or deny this. Michelle, that is so funny. When I read that, I just cracked up. <laughs> and then the other big one, yeah. <laughs> I know, it makes me want to come to your house and hang out all afternoon because the 80s is not when I was a child. I was a grown-up mommy at that moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was I was thinking about you and I was counting your books online to get ready for today's episode. And I think I found it. I think I found seven books. Is that correct? Actually, uh, no, it's uh, 12. 12 books. Well, I missed a couple. Okay, so one thing I do know about you is you can write. You you are such a fun writer to read. So just if you're listening in, I want to tell you a little bit about Michelle So in my week. And then I'm going to turn it over to you and hear your story, Michelle. So this week, we I knew we were going to be talking about what, like, what we do when we cannot control life. Like our lives as women get so busy and there's just a lot of stuff we can't control. And I know better than to invite an expert on the show about anything I don't want to deal with myself in my own personal life. And sure enough, last night, Michelle, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and here's why. My computer crashed yesterday and I, I, I I just could not believe it. So I was, I usually would send you some information before the show and I'd be so organized and in control of everything. (laughs) Oh, Roy's probably laughing because my, my producer knows I don't really, sometimes I really 
kind of dork out on some of this technology. But anyway, <laughs> last night at two o'clock, I had a choice. I was like, okay, Lord, I've been reading and reading about how to surrender. And I don't really like surrendering very much, but I am going to surrender this to you. And in the morning, if my computer doesn't work, I'm just going to get out a yellow pad. And so I started thinking of all the plan B, plan C, plan D. And I was like, this is so dumb. I need to go to sleep. So uh, do you want to guess what my favorite way to go to sleep is, Michelle? Um, I'm not sure. Listening to music, maybe? No, that's a great one. And I think that would work for some people. But if I want to go right back to sleep, all I have to do is start praying. And I pray for my grandchildren. Uh -huh. And I switch it back and forth because I never make it through all eight of them before I'm back asleep. <laughs> so sometimes I start with the oldest. Sometimes I start with the youngest. And sometimes I start in between because I know I'm not going to make it past eight. <laughs> I, I get to about the fourth one and I forget, you know, I'm already asleep. So that's my secret to falling asleep when I feel anxious. Okay, but you t I want to hear about your secrets because you're the expert on this. So many women can identify with being overworked, feeling anxious, panicky, distressed, depressed, generally obsessed. I mean, I can think of a lot of rhyming words that I've experienced, especially successful women and especially smart, successful women who love their kids. So tell me about perfection perfectionism in your life and that's what I want to hear about do you mind sharing some of your story sure um yeah so um yeah so I'm writing a book uh that's going to be coming out pretty soon um called I Surrender All Sort Of and it's all about <laughs> the areas of our lives that we don't really want to let God take control of and I have had this book uh I actually pitched it at a writer's conference um about two years ago uh, maybe close to three now and it wasn't going anywhere. And uh, I felt the Lord putting it on my heart. But to be honest, I wasn't 100% sure I really knew the topic well enough to be able to write about it. And I think that's one thing that I really bring to the table as a writer is that I normally write what I know. And so oftentimes, especially my nonfiction books, are experiences that I have lived through. And so they're things that I um, have come from the other side of with hopefully some practical application and lessons for people to take with them. But more importantly, it's been my experience to get to know and experience God in a whole new way. And so uh, that I felt God calling me to write this, this book on surrender. Didn't really think I knew much about the topic or enough about the topic to write a whole book. And then um, the uh, beginning of 2020 hit, of course, COVID was a big uh, part of that. But actually, 2020 yeah. was probably one of the worst, toughest years of my life, and not just because of COVID, but um, Anxiety has always been something that I have struggled with uh, since I was a kid. Um, I've always been very type A, um, very perfectionistic. Um, you know, if you want something done right, you come to me. Um, and I don't normally uh, put things off. I'm, I'm really a go-getter. I'm a hard worker. Um, and so anxiety has been a part of my life for, for pretty much all of it. And um, so I've always been able to handle it fairly well. Um, it'll have bouts of, of you know, nervousness or something, and I have coping mechanisms that I use to, to help me, you know, calm down. But for whatever reason, there was just, it was like the perfect storm, and everything was hitting all at once. I was having uh, personal tensions, uh, a lot of deadlines being thrown my way, um, you know, just a lot of uh, difficult times um, going on. And so all of those things hit together, and it was just one thing after another. And the panic that I could so easily... Um, conquer and control 
earlier in my life was now becoming out of control. And so it came to the point where I actually needed the help of psychiatrists and counseling um, and medication to help me um, to help me cope. And it was actually right before, like the month before everything shut down. Um, wow. So uh, obviously that added to, you know, my anxiety. But, um, but yeah, it, it actually started be- right before uh, COVID. Um, and so I learned firsthand how to surrender all of my life to the Lord because there's nothing when you're, uh, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And um, basically they're like waves of panic. It's like, if someone was coming around the corner and they say boo and you get scared, it's that, that, that constant feeling of that fear oh. that comes in waves. And if you can't get it under control, they happen more rapidly in succession to the point where I was feeling that, like that all day long. And so I couldn't mm. stop it. It was like, it's like the staples button that, that, that was easy. That red button that you push versus that was easy. It was kind of like that. It was like someone was pushing a button and I, I couldn't get it to stop. And so I needed wow. the help of, of professionals to, to help me uh, conquer it and get, and get it under control. And I eventually did, but um, there really is no part of life when you are in that state, that mental state, um, that, you, that doesn't get touched by, by panic. And so you really have to learn how to give over your life. And um, I came across uh, this scripture that really became the anchor verse for the whole book. It was in Exodus 14. And this is where... The Israelites are in battle. They see Pharaoh approaching them. They have these uh, swarm of armies around them. They quickly realize they're outnumbered. They're complaining. They're grumbling to Moses, basically saying, well, we didn't want to be here, and now we're going to die. And Moses reminds them of God's sovereignty and says to them in verse 13 and 14, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Um, the okay. Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And it's actually their... Uh, their next act of surrender is what helps them get through that experience. They, they actually okay. lay down their I have, weapons. I, these segments Sorry. go really fast, so I have to break. But that's a perfect stop uh, place to break. I want to say a couple things. If you're listening in and you have really identified with what she's been sharing, which I know I have, uh, we've done a couple of other topics that are related that may also complement Michelle's message today. One of them is I want you to look for Aaron Carey, K-E-R-R-Y, and Colleen Long. Aaron Carey talked about holistically approaching your eating and health and all aspects. She mentions mindfulness. Colleen Long did a whole bunch of stuff on long uh, on mindfulness in her episode, so don't miss those. The other thing I want to do, Michelle, before we go to the break, oh, we're going to run out of time. I want to um, get you to give everybody, spell your last name, spell your, your website name for us so that people can find you. Sure. So it's my name. So Michelle, two L's. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-A-Z as in zebra, dot com. I love it. Okay. And if you're driving, don't, don't, you don't have to grab a pencil and write that down. I'll put, I'll put it in our blog and you'll be able to find it uh, when this this podcast and the blog will come out together. So they'll be easy to find together and you can find Michelle that way and all 12 of her wonderful books. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, more of her story and what happened next and how her family has benefited from the changes she's made in the way she approaches her relationship to God and 
understanding how much he loves her. So do hang on. This is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we'll be right back. Don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. I'm talking to Michelle. I'm going to say this right, Michelle. Lazuric. One of the things yep, that's happening... Yep, you got it. <laughs> yay. One of the things that's happening is we've gotten... I've gotten to where... People are wanting to come on this show, so I'm meeting new people all the time, but I, I do fumble with last names sometimes, so I apologize for that. But Okay, here's what I wanted to talk to you about next. So I wonder, see if you, what you think about this. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but this is one of my questions. I think maybe my generation was so burdened by perfectionism, the, I'm in my 60s, that we, we've got a couple of generations after us kind of like some people are swinging the opposite direction where they feel helpless and they're focused on their brokenness. That's all they want to talk about. And then and some, I think, are maybe their eyes are open and they're going, wait a minute, I don't have to do that the way my mom did it or my grandmother. I really want to do something different and I don't want to be burdened by perfectionism, by some of the worried about nothing, you know, things that don't matter and trying to do all that approval seeking and um, appearance maintenance and all that. So talk to me a little bit about that. What do you see? Like, how did your family benefit? Because you were willing, you are 
by the way, so authentic when you talk about this. That's one of my things I love about you and your writing. So talk to me a little bit about how your family responded as you began to make changes. Um, well, I mean, it was certainly a learning curve for all of us. Um, when you are having mental health, um, you know, the person experiencing it doesn't know that the thinking that they have is distorted. So uh, we need ah. people in our lives to help us figure out what's, you know, what's truth, what's fiction, uh, you know, why are we, why am I getting so anxious about this particular thing? Like we need, we need that, uh, the help of the community around us. And to your point, um, you know, talking about your generation, um, it was my experience for that generation that it was a lot of, you never corrected the authority figure, like the authority, what the authority figure said when. And ah. so, um, you know, whatever, you know, the pastor said or whatever the teacher said, it was, you didn't disobey. You would listen to them and you did exactly what they said. That's not necessarily a bad thing. However, the, the problem can become that you can just put on a mask and a faith yes. and pretend like everything's okay. And that's where the church can get that wrong is that we put yes. on the mask and we say, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks. And I don't reach out to my Christian brother and sister in Christ. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't ask for the help because I'm afraid because everybody else is pretending to be just as perfect as I am when the reality is I'm really not. And so it's like, it's this false self. The, the problem that younger generations have, like we don't have it all together either because now the pendulum has swung, especially with social media, where we talk about everything and anything. Like there is no line between <laughs> public and private anymore. And then that becomes an issue because people have issues with boundaries. They have issues with, um, you know, uh, private issues versus um, things that should be shared uh, openly. So there are, uh, it's a good thing in that we're getting more um, information about mental health because mental health, uh, you said it before, mm, and you're absolutely yes. right. The church does not do mental health well. It does not do grief well. And so um, those are still very mm. highly stigmatized issues within the church. And what mm. combats that problem is sometimes people will say, with great intention, oh, just snap out of it. Oh, just read oh. and pray and read your Bible more. Or it's all in your head. And that those things which people say that they're trying to be helpful really don't help because then that makes people want to hide. And it makes people not want to be their authentic self. And so we have to build, this church as a whole really has to build uh, a, an authentic community where we can talk about the things that really matter and the things that really are on our hearts and are really struggles for us because that's what the world is looking for. That's where the church shines is when we can say we're broken too and we accept you into our fellowship. So that's really where... Um, the church really needs the help is, is building that community around um, around people, especially those with mental illness. And so, um, you know, it was hard. It's hard for me because it was, I'm, you know, I'm pastor's wife. So my struggles are out there for everyone to see. And that was probably yeah. one of the toughest parts of this issue was that not only were they struggling with my mental health, but, you know, they had to tell the church. And so the, yes. the leaders had to know, the, the congregation had to know, because I had to take a leave of absence. Um, and so when you're not in church for three or four weeks, people start to ask questions. And so, mm. you know, we had to tell the church what was going on. And so that was really tough because I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I, I didn't have, a, I don't have a private life in a sense, because mm. everything has to be as an example for the church. Now, this is where my church really shines, because they really lavish love onto me. I would say about oh. 95% of the congregation just lavished me with encouraging words, uh, cards, gifts, flowers. Um, 
they really went above and beyond um, to care for me during that difficult time. And that was actually right after COVID where our church shut down. So on top of it, I didn't even have a church community to go back to, to have them work on me. But they did such a great job of sending meals and flowers and all those things to to know that I was still on their heart, even though COVID was just happening. And that was back in the time where we thought, oh, just give it two weeks and we'll be back, you know, back to back to work. Like, yeah, those are great times, weren't they? Like in the beginning when we're like, yeah, it's yeah. two weeks, COVID will be over. You know, <laughs> who knew we'd be talking I, about this in a year and a half later? You know, like this is this is unprecedented yeah. territory for all of us. But even with COVID and with you know that physical illness, but also with mental illness and everything else for that matter, we really need to come together as a community. And so my family and my community really loved me, even when they didn't really know what was going on. Um, you know, and I, I heard story after story, probably had at least 10 to 15 people say either they had experienced something like that mm. or they had a loved one that had experienced something like that. So this is very, this is in our church and it's becoming more prevalent, especially because of COVID. So I think this is such a timely topic, um, yes. not only anxiety, but also how to surrender our lives so that anxiety doesn't become at the forefront because we really need each other more now than ever during this time. So do you think that, uh, so I know, I know because I've read your book, I know that you, by the way, I love your book. I love it. And I even love the title. Mm-hmm. I surrender all sort of, Yeah. <laughs> most of us feel that way. Like, Oh sure. I surrender everything to you, Lord. Uh, well, maybe not that yeah. one thing. <laughs> right. But well, uh, it, it, that actually stemmed, that actually stemmed from, um, it was one of the first churches we, uh, were pastoring and, uh, I was there with the worship team. We were practicing. And our guitar player, we were practicing the hymn, I Surrender All. And when we yeah. were done with the hymn, he put down his guitar and he said, well, that's not really true, is it? And we kind of all looked at each other and said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we sing I Surrender All, but we really only surrender some. And I never <laughs> forgot him saying that. That was over 20 years ago. And I still remember him saying that and how true that was, is that we want to, I surrender all, but not my marriage or my finances or my kids. Or those other areas of our lives that we really don't want God to really have control over because what if he gives us an outcome that we don't like? And yeah. so we don't always give everything up. So we sing to him, but we don't we don't always mean everything. It's just the stuff we want to give up. And then we want to keep some of it to ourselves. So, um, that's so, so true. yeah, so that's where it came from was like really laying down our lives. And, you know, in the Exodus verse, it's not only until they lay down their weapons, which is so counterintuitive. Because why would you do that? You have an army swarming with weapons at your head. And they are called to lay down their weapons and have nothing. And you would think they would want to gear up and power up. But instead, they actually lay stuff down. And then the whole rest of that text is all the things God was able to do because they laid those weapons down. And so that's what this book is about, is what what are you holding on to that God's calling you to lay down so he can do miraculous things uh, in our lives? I really, I'm going to just tell you, you stepped on some of my toes with this. even some of the things that you suggested were um, were weapons that we hold on to to protect ourselves. I really, I mean, even just trying to do everything perfectly, you know, those are those are weapons that we think we'll fight our battle with ourselves. And and yeah. I really, I really love that. I mean, and and also I love the way that you went into mindfulness as a solution to anxiety and and being in the moment the one reason I responded so uh, emphatically to that good description you gave of what mental 
uh, mindfulness is, oh, here, let me just read it. Mindfulness is defined as a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. I've known people who were so deeply in grief that that is the only way they could manage their grief and actually survive the moment was by, by being totally in the moment because the grief was so overwhelming. And, and so I really loved it that you, you dealt with that. And also um, you also talked about uh, the scripture says we're to meditate on the book of the law day and night. And I really love that you emphasized that. And, and it made me think of the verse uh, bringing every thought captive to the obedience yes. of Christ from first Corinthians 10 five. I, I think that's one thing I noticed with younger generations. Maybe they aren't like, I'm surprised the people that don't know we, we are actually commanded, instructed to bring every thought captive. So that is a discipline. It isn't always, uh, it isn't like just something that happens. It is a discipline. I wish, I mean, I am so excited. We're going to do two episodes today. So you can find all of this on kathycrafty.com. C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E as in edward.com. And you can also find Michelle on her website, which I'm going to take a chance and spell it for you. It is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And her last name is Lazurek. L-A-Z-U-R-E-K dot com. But I'll put all that in a blog. Michelle, you have about one second to wrap this up. If you want to give one quick word and then we'll say goodbye and, and we'll produce another episode. So we'll have more on the next episode about really practical things. That's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So I hope you'll look for that. It'll be all about Michelle's wisdom. Have you, have you got a one or two comments quickly, Michelle? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you're out there and you're struggling uh, with anxiety or depression or other mental illness, um, it's not, um, you can find freedom. Um, there isn't, there's not one thing that God's love cannot touch. There's nothing in our lives that God's uh, love and presence um, and his miraculous works can't help us overcome. Um, and so if you're out there and you're struggling, um, you know, find a, find a community, find some help, um, reach out don't be embarrassed or ashamed. Anxiety and mental health and depression are on the rise because of COVID. So many people are struggling because this is very difficult times that we're living in. Um, and we need yes. each other more than ever. So if you're a believer, reach out to your local church and ask for help there. That's what they're there for. And they're there to help you. I have to say amen and, and say goodbye. This is Truth with the Texas Twang, and we're so happy that you joined us today. Look for Michelle in another episode. Thank you for joining us today where we speak Truth with a Texas Twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in peace.